0: And favorite podcast, it's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lukes, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 183 for yesterday, May 15th, 2019. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make Build Modify Lakeside Woodcrafter Stu Morrison. Other uh, The Godfather, uh, Jimmy DeResta, <coughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim a Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, and Gangie and Pop Pop Makerspace. What are we working on? Let's go to the... Healthy, Bill Lutz. Bill, what are you? Um, what are you working on?
1: Well, I, I was making uh, an appendicitis.
0: You were making an epic. So you had an appendectomy. Yeah. So That's, I had
1: an. A, I, I, yeah, it's uh, pretty healthy.
0: Good. Eight pounds, uh, six ounces.
1: I have. I have an extremely organized. Uh, organized garage and. Um, it was the, here's the. I posted. Here's the mo- miracle of modern medicine, right? By one o'clock, I had gone to the hospital in severe abdominal pain, and by ten o'clock, I was on narcotics at home with no appendix.
0: It's incredible. I like the total lack of days or a.m.
2: and p.m. in that statement. Yeah.
1: One a.m. or one p.m., ten p.m. So within nine hours, you were home. I was home. You were
2: home within nine hours of of getting to the hospital. I hadn't even had just getting in the door. Right, one o'clock.
1: One o'clock, I checked wow, in. Yeah. One o'clock, a, I checked in.
2: Nine hours later he's done with surgery. No more bad appendix in a home. It's just I'm, incredible. I'm yeah, that's I'm, insane. I'm and it only at, cost hundred and thirty
0: thousand dollars.
1: No, it cost me fifteen bucks because of my insurance.
0: Correct. But what do they? Bill
2: insurance is what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: But it well it's it's not that kind they don't bill it that way. It's, pipe pipe it's down Kaiser Mr.
2: Canada. All right. We're dealing yeah. with yeah. it. We're slowly, uh-huh. but we're dealing with it. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I I'm uh-huh. I I don't have like a uh what do you call it? a... Um, An HBO or whatever they call it you guys have.
2: The Cinemax, we call it Cinemax. I'm in a network,
1: so it's Cinemax. It's it's called Kaiser Permanente. They have it um HMO. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so so but it's
1: but no matter what I do, um Usual suspense. Anything you do is fifteen bucks. My kidney surgery cost me fifteen bucks.
0: Sex change, fifteen bucks. That's brilliant. That's terrific. Mm. If it's Mm.
1: covered under what they say. Hold on. Wow. No, I'm still me.
0: Just the special but,
1: me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a me you are going to get to know soon. You're going, you're going to say... So no, I, I've been, you know what I've been doing? I've been getting people wondering still if I'm going to Maker Fair Bay Area, and uh, I am not. I'm, I'm going to stay home and rest. And I wasn't kind of going to go anyway, but I'm just. A, if anybody else is still curious, uh, I am not going to Maker Fair. I don't know who's going to Maker Fair. I've been kind of out of it for a while, for last uh, since Saturday night. So. I don't know, but that's what I did. I have a clean garage and no kidney or no mm. appendix. Yeah. appendix. What yeah.
2: what have you been binge watching all day? Um Remember be ready. I, you,
1: when when Casey's at home no, when Casey's with us we try and find watchworthy shows. So Yeah, but I mean you're like long you're long
2: sitting long. home all day, right? I mean what are you doing? Is I guess like are you just sleeping?
1: Tim, Most,
2: what are you fishing for here exactly? I'm just curious what he's up to. Because like, I know I usually, when I was sick a few weeks ago, it drove me nuts. and I, so I No, I it, said, it, well, I,
1: it does drive me nuts. I mean, I got yeah. up and I'm supposed to walk around. So, uh, like Monday, we went up to Target and shopping. But then I was tired. I had to come home. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesday, I went and picked up a, a new firearm that I had been waiting for. Because, you know, California, 10-day waiting list. So, that was kind of exciting. But. The problem was is they wanted 10 days to the minute, and normally I would go after work, which would be after whatever the time was, but because I was sitting home all day Wednesday and I was excited because I can actually get up and drive myself, um, Mm -hmm. I got there three hours early and had to walk around the sporting goods store waiting for the minute that I could pick up my, my handgun
2: that that probably doesn't look suspicious at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: well, I was kind of having fun because I know that their security was starting to follow me around after a while. So I'm mm-hmm. walking around, putting stuff in my pocket, thing, walking back and taking it out, putting it back where it went, you know, doing stuff like that. It was just
2: You're just it, totally exercising your white male privilege. <laughs> well,
1: I there's not I I am the minority in in where I live. I really am. There's not yeah. a lot of white males, so I don't know that that's an accurate statement, but what I was doing was frustrating the heck out of some people and knowing that the manager of the store is the guy that came and told me, hey, I'm leaving at 3, so I'll be the one to sign you out. Don't worry about it. We're sorry, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, I'm just going to walk around and look at stuff. So I knew mm-hmm. I wasn't going to get in trouble. Well,
2: what I, what yeah. kind of sporting goods store is it? Are there, like, fishing and stuff there, too? or just It's curious? fishing,
1: hunting, camping. Yeah. It's giant. It's a big chain. Yeah. Was it Dix? No. Dix does not sell handguns in California, oh. in Is sportsman's warehouse?
0: Sportsman. It was new. It was new murder weapon day. I mean, Bill was excited. Who who wouldn't be excited for new murder weapon day?
1: (laughs) It's not. This isn't a murder weapon. It's a 357 Magnum. It's an American classic.
2: That's definitely a murder weapon. You bought a 357 Magnum, a cleaning Smith gun.
1: No, no, no. Well, we would need to take that. down an elephant. Okay, first of all, let's learn you to a couple of things. Clint Eastwood in the movie Dirty Harry did not use a 357. At the time, he used a 44 Magnum, which right. at the time was the most powerful handgun in the world. That's not the case anymore. They now have, well, there's three or four that are more powerful, but one of them is called a 500 Magnum, so you can imagine.
0: 50 cal?
1: Uh, I don't know. I am I'm, I lost track after 44 Magnum. Yeah. There's the 454 Casull, which is this gigantic gun you can shoot and other stuff, but a 357 Magnum is a very powerful handgun. Um, it makes a lot of noise, but it also shoots a smaller caliber out of the same pistol, so it's cheaper to shoot for target practice and whatnot, and not as crazy. But at night, if you've ever shot one at night, it's amazing because it spits fire out like a dragon. I mean, it literally is, yeah, it's cool. It's all can get out. Muzzle fire. Muzzle blast is what it's called. It's like the the muffler. Thanks for learning me. My my, my three-cylinder truck
2: muffler. Just, just like, manliness. All right. We've covered Bill's murder weapon. Tim, what are you working on? I am working on, well, you know, guitars, of course. Um the um I released my my guitar DIY guitar kits um, and so they're starting to sell which is exciting and fun and I, I love the idea of other people going out there and making guitars the idea of this is like it's your you know your introductory kit to building guitars and um, someone I was writing with was saying about like oh maybe we should put like a page up on your website you know for Uh, you know, people to post pictures and stuff and I was like, I might do that, hopefully it'll it'll be enough of them out there to do that so if you go to newperspectivesmusic.com, there's a link that says DIY kits, the kits are up there's a couple, you can just buy the the templates, which gives you access to the video with all the information and the downloads and stuff and it's just a physical template I'll mail you or you can buy a full kit with everything including the pickups that get custom made and shipped to you, or you can buy just a kit without the pickups if you already have your own, you want to just do like a single pickup thing or whatever, so there's all sorts of options up there, you can check that out um, but besides guitars, I was working on something that was non-guitar.
1: It was a what? guitar
2: a guitar effect pedal for a guitar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Out of a Carolina like that, all boot, my hopes if were I'm not dashed. mistaken, right?
2: <laughs> right. That's my next video uh, because the, my, my Sway Carolina boots are done in the factories. They're made. They're in stock at carolinashoe.com. So if you order them, they just come. There's no more weight. Um Besides regular shipping weights, of course. Um, and uh, so we wanted to do another video to kind of promote that and give the price went up to full price now that the the pre-order sale is over. So they're a little more money. So with this video, I'm, I've got a 15% coupon that brings them back down to almost the same price they were during the sale. So it's almost like continuing.
1: That. Now, Phil so, can back me up on this, Tim. I'm not for sure. Yeah, yeah, I did. Phil can back me up. But I'm, I'm guessing if you would have just said by the way, there's a 15% coupon, blah, 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 without saying that they're back up to full price, that would have been a better marketing ploy.
2: Right. Confirmed. Yeah, Confirmed. but it, it, again, I, you know, don't lie.
1: That's so. not a lie. It's not a lie. It's not a
2: lie. It's, yeah. it's no saying, hey, you can, you've can.
1: you already said that your <laughs> shoes were not on, on sale anymore, so you could have said, hey, everybody, just get your 15% coupon because you love it. Right. Great
0: news, guys. Yeah. I got a 15% discount for uh, you from regular price. All right, why don't you do the rest of it?
1: Well, no, no, uh, we're just, we're as, no, as no, no, you no, 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 have been doing, right. your success has been increased based upon
0: your... We don't need to shill out. his stuff anymore. Uh, let's move
1: on. <laughs> being in our
2: presence. <laughs> Hashtag Sweet Carolina. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's uh, what I got to report, I guess. Oh, I, f- I found some really cool pallets. That was fun. Hey. Yep, they were uh, 11 feet long.
1: And um, saw the pictures, it looked like your truck was going to tip over.
2: Yeah, it looked awesome. Uh, but they're great, big, thick. And, and I also just went and picked up a whole bunch of core doors the other day. That uh, I saw. I've got some, I've got some plans for... Uh, I have a lot of ideas for core doors right now. I really want to see if I can make those the new palette. Like, I've had people you, commenting you, like, Oh, man, we throw away 15 of those a week. Like all those people in the trades whoa. and stuff. It's like yeah, I know they're they're just waste. They're just complete waste, you know. Uh, huh. Everybody, uh, we've we've made pallets valuable to the point where they actually sell pallets now at like Home Depot and stuff. So we now we got to get these junky hollow core doors for sale at Home Depot. Oh wait,
1: you know if you go to new housing tracks, <laughs> seriously, where they have model homes and a housing tract, one of the options you can do because they build them with those hollow core doors, then they yeah. they have their sale. Upgrade. People upgrade it, and those doors do get thrown right away. So if you have yeah, brand any, new. Yeah. yeah, I mean, literally, yeah. they they take these brand new doors off and they'll upgrade it to a nicer door, but they just toss the, the hollow, of yeah. course,
2: right in the dumps. Crazy, yeah. And it's it's eighth inch plywood. It's decent eighth inch plywood. It takes very little work to get a, a you know three foot by seven foot sheet of plywood. You know. Yeah, door skin, two them, right? Two of them. You make yeah. a lot of
0: templates out of that stuff. Well,
2: it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the you know I have the laser, so it's, I have a video coming out where I well I can I'll tell you I made a whole acoustic guitar out right. of. I put pictures of it up on Instagram, but it's all out of everything except for the strings, the frets, and the tuners is hollow door. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, the neck is a laminate, you know? The fingerboard mm-hmm. is even the door, the door skin. It's just great. It's great plywood. You just sand it a little bit. You can glue it together. You can make, you know, put three sheets together. Now you got a half-inch plywood. You know what I mean? It's like whatever. The yeah. sky's the limit. It's
1: actually, it's, um, you've been doing us proud. I mean, we're Reclaimed Audio, and you're really trying to push this new palette, you know, hollow core doors as a new palette. That's kind of what we're all about, right?
0: Innovation so, in the field of reclamation. Reclaimed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Innovation
1: reclamation. That sounds like yeah. a store. That could be your new store. You're welcome.
2: Yeah. yeah. It could it could also be a, a title for an episode when we don't have a title, so I'm going to write that down. What was it? Innovation, it, reclamation. Re- in, it probably uh, makes more sense the innova- in, inverse, right? Reclamation, reclamation, innovation. innovation. Yeah, would make more sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that does it depends I upon who you you're talking to. People it,
1: who that. are dyslexic would would find the other way more pleasing.
2: That so. is that is correct. I, this kind agree with you. I don't.
1: <laughs> okay, Yoda. <laughs>
2: um, How about you, Phil?
0: I'm not making anything. I just got back from a trip last night to Philadelphia where I got to meet up with a listener. I got to nice. meet up with uh, Pete, who is Lakeside
2: Woodcrafter out
1: of Oh, South Jersey. that happened. Oh, nice. you got,
2: oh, you what You, you met him up? Uh, met up with him? That's yeah. awesome. We just talked to him last week. He's a super nice guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. he's great. We spent a couple hours together at uh, Allentown Wood Brew, which was like this like uh, microbrew pub. Mm-hmm. And in uh, we had a great time. What's that? In Philly? Not in Allentown? It, well, it's in Allentown. It's outside Philly. Whenever you, uh, no, whenever I'm, I go to a city, I used to live I'm in Allentown. In what what
2: did town you? did? I, well, I lived in Bethlehem, and I worked in Allentown.
0: Okay, so it's the same area.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The B and G station. It was a, a restaurant. It was an old train station. that I don't know what it is now, but I used to used to work there.
1: You is might, this the yeah. uh, same Allentown in the Billy Joel song?
2: Yes, which was actually the song was actually about more about Bethlehem because that's where the steel mill was that shut down Bethlehem right. Steel. Uh, but yeah. the people lived and worked in, you know, those two towns are kind of sister towns. Well, there's a third town, I think, also. What's the third town? Allentown, oh. Bethlehem, and... Jeez, uh, I can't remember the name of it. Because uh, the s- airport is
0: named after the three of them.
2: Yeah, what was it called? Been, um, I don't remember.
0: It's the like the triangle or the triad or whatever that they call yeah. there. Anyways, so we uh, got to know each other, showed our pictures of our kids, but talked about Easton. making... And Eastern Pennsylvania, East, where the oh, Crayola, right, right, where the Eastern, Crayola yeah. Factory is, yeah. Right.
1: Well, and, that's exciting, uh, man.
0: Yeah, we got to talk shop, which is something I don't often get to do with people in real life. Obviously, I do it with you guys all the time, but. You know, another uh, living, breathing human being next to me. That,
1: hey, look, looking at that young man's, um, uh, his YouTube, his, his Instagram, he's no joke. This boy can yeah, make some gone. stuff. Did you see this pallet yeah, wood box? He's like, I'm making a pallet wood box. It looks like a, a fine piece of furniture you would find it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we talked about that. Yeah. yeah bow
0: ties. Yeah. <laughs> he's making wood bow ties wood. that you'd actually wear. Um, and yeah. selling them on Etsy. So. Yeah, I think he made four or five of them, and he's got. Yeah, I've got like a bunch of blanks that I've made. You think I should make them? I was like, Yeah, 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 make them, make them. You're welcome. Yeah, this this young man, this young man's got some
1: skills. Yeah, yeah, no, he's
0: he's a he's a good boy, Pete. Yeah, we had a good time. Um, topic. So the topic of this week, picking up from what uh, Bill said earlier. Um, what was Bill saying earlier? What did we say?
1: Well, it's, what, it's what it Ma- Maker Fair. Uh, uh, oh, people right. asking me about Maker Fair, and then uh, you had mentioned that you heard that this might be the last Bay Area Maker Fair.
0: Right. Topic is climate change. Now that I recall it, and Tim came up with the title, but the topic was uh, there's a quote from the CEO of Maker Media, Dale Darty, and he said it is quite possible that the event could be the Bay Area's last Maker Fair. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk about what we felt was changing, what was shifting in the in the maker community and the maker climate, that would make it so that such an iconic, like, you know, this is the definitive um, gathering for this movement, is coming to an end for something. different
1: i think there are some shifts in the community in regards to that but i don't think it's the community that's causing this to be the last one here i think it's just uh, the expense of the bay area I, I think it's probably not feasible for them to put on such a giant show uh-huh. because of how much it costs to be here that's that's what i think
2: you think that's what it is I, do you think I do, that there's Matt, a it's... but is it because there's i mean if there's enough interest yeah like you charge more you charge the sponsors more you charge more for the ticket whatever and it continues right but but you're getting people that are having to
1: pay you're 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 getting people that are having to pay even if you can get a deal on like they're renting an entire fairground right like a a county fairground to do this but you're getting people that are coming from all over to do it but you can't afford to stay here right because it's so expensive for hotel and everything else so people are having to get together i think people are just like you know what we've been doing this now Uh, For four or five years in a row, you know, and since I was hosting I know that it's not not that I had anything to do with it But I think that helped a lot of people out, but there's a lot of people that's like I'm not gonna do it this year There's not a whole lot. That's new It's still a lot of the same things some new but you know the same people and companies that are coming in to, to show off their things which is great but mm-hmm. it's like i can't afford to get there i can't afford airfare i can't afford to stay in the san francisco bay area food out there is incredibly expensive it's not the maker fair itself i think it's just that they're probably seeing their their attendance is probably starting to dwindle
2: mm. well that but, but, but that was my other question too though was like you said you went four years in a row bill
1: uh yeah i believe so
2: so remember your first year there
1: I do. That's when I met You're, Jimmy, Bob, and Dave.
2: And you, it's like you know, it was like, oh my god, this is incredible. What about your third and fourth year there? Was it as- the only?
1: The only thing difference, honestly. I mean, there was a few new things to see, and some of the technology, of course, every year gets a little bit more in, insane, right? But the only sure. thing I I kept doing it for, honestly, was for the actual people. It was just a great big maker meetup. Is what mm-hmm. it was. So the event became less and less important in the in the meetup. Became, in fact. I know of people who didn't actually go to the fair, but because they were close to the Bay area, they came to some of the, they came to my house or we went to the pizza party that usually happens every year. You know what I mean? So it wasn't even about the fair. It was just a place where all these makers have gathered and not just big names. I'm just talking about the rest of us. Right. So Mm -hmm. I don't remember anything special about the fair. It was the same stuff. Adam Savin. He gives a speech on Sunday and there's a great big fire breathing dragon and there's drone races and uh, you know what I mean? It's like it's it was the same thing, you know, people, yeah. kids running around in uh, motorized cupcakes.
2: Well, I feel like, you know, we we were participated in the Making It 100, the podcast event, which was an event that was put together by makers and not by, right. you know, like Make Magazine or by a, a sponsor. Right. Uh, and there was this amazing turnout and sense of camaraderie. And it was, I think, a much less expensive endeavor. Oh, for, yeah. You know And then Like now Joel Down in Atlanta There's a big Woodworking show Down there Right And uh, Joel Crawford And you know The guys from That other podcast I forget what it's called uh, They do this thing now Where they have This big party uh, you know, and it's become more, like, about, like, and I think it was, like, your house. I think you're right. the reason the the Bay Area Maker Faire is going to fall apart, because. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but, and then even, like, there's a there's a woodworking show up here in Springfield, Mass, that all of us New Englanders go to. And, uh, I mean, last time we were there, like, everybody's there, you know, Jimmy lives close by, and uh, all of us. And, you know, Jackman shows right. up sometimes, and, and uh, he, you know, he did when he lived here. And uh, we hang out and don't go to any of the booths.
1: You yeah, know, I mean, like, it's 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 definitely like that. I mean, the, the climate seems to be, because I know woodworking shows in general were like the thing, right? There was a circuit yeah. of them. Um, and those kind of got taken over by makers in general, I think. Because mm-hmm. I went to the Atlanta woodworking show where I first met Joel. Um, and it was much less about the woodworking show, which was cool, but I'm not an actual woodworker. So I wasn't really interested in, in the displays so much as I was. Is like every maker on YouTube and everybody you hear from in the... And the online world that I hadn't met yet through Maker Fair here, I got to meet there. It was like the other half. And um, mm. so, it, yeah. And like you say, Joel now is hosting a big thing when he does it. Tony Rouleau's got a slip and slide party now that's a big thing where a lot of makers go Not to even it.
2: any events there. Yeah, it's just no, his house. No, it's just, yeah. it,
1: right. So I wonder if this climate change that you're speaking of is as much less about the sponsored events as it is just about the, the people. Maker Central, hmm. who was started by, I'm pretty sure Jamie Page is why there's a Maker Central, right? Him and the guys from, uh, him and Chris Cute. Well, you know, there's, the a, there's,
2: that, an, there's another guy that's, that gets the credit. I unfortunately can't remember his name right now, but he basically- uh, They all the sound the works. same.
1: They all sound yeah. the same over there. No, but I'm saying oh, Maker so. Central, I think, right, was right, 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 right. it was a bunch of guys wanting to get together. They got some sponsors together to, because they weren't able to get out this way to come to the Maker's Fair mm-hmm. in America. And there's all these makers throughout Europe that wanted to get together. So that's where Maker Central. We'll look at it. And Maker Central now is the place to be. I want to go. I certainly you know, want to go hang look, out looks, with all
2: these Looks incredible. Amazing.
1: Well, again, not for any of the, the booths or anything, but because here's a place where I can go meet people from all over the world that I haven't met
2: yet. But what Maker Central is doing this a little bit different is there are like the tool companies are there, you know, right. funding it and sponsoring it. But it's not the tool companies' show. Like when you go to a woodworking show, it's like right. it's it's a, it's built around the tool companies. But what Maker Central is is it's built around the maker. So among the people that are displaying, there's other makers with displays mixed in with the tool companies. So like you know, like um, Jenny there, Lucas Jenny had his his truck yeah. set up with his, and he had people using his tools. And so now it's hands on and like. It might be easier to do overseas versus this litigious country of ours to have people like you know forging, you know, in, yeah. in an event like that. Yeah. I mean, there, there's obvious liability issues with that, but but that's what these people that's what people want to do. They don't want to just like look at stuff, yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I, they want to touch I, stuff. I, I, yeah, I just, I'm really more I, of a looker.
1: I, I think that yeah. shift has gone from because when you, like the Bay Area Maker Fair, you're not only dealing with the, the makers, but there's. Hundreds of thousands of people and their kids and there's a lot of other stuff besides just what we're used to talking about You know, we're we're kind of basically we're furniture builders, right? We're reclaimers. Mostly. What we make is Mm -hmm. furniture Um, Yeah, there's a lot of tech that's definitely involved in the maker community. That's not my side of it the and there's a lot of I don't know There's just a whole lot of people that I'm not interested in meeting there that aren't in like the maker community per se right but maker central is much more focused on makers makers i mean like us our community you know yeah, the not worldwide woodworkers community. but
0: yeah right yeah not electronics makers you mean like the robotic they there's there are small part of it, but that's like not a focus
1: on it right. where i think maker fair is much more about the electronics makers because you can see all these um, automated automated things that people are making homemade like a burning man style but also all the neatest little uh, Uh, apple raspberry pi digit widgets and all kinds of things i mean that's the majority of what's there you go and see all the brand new innovative cutting-edge products that are being used for uh development of tools and technologies and and hands-on where guys like you phil be able to go there and actually maybe i i remember the first year i met joel telling who's um he's He's not like a maker per se furniture guy. He's a he's definitely a tech, amazing 3D printer, just genius guy. And he was doing this open source thing where they were building, figuring out a way for kids who had, for whatever reason, didn't have a hand or a foot. They were building these 3D printed... Um, prosthetics. prosthetics that mm-hmm. actually moved the fingers and stuff individually. By the, way. I mean it was just incredible. And this is being made on a three D printer, like you could buy at Best Buy. You know? Did mm-hmm. you see and his three uh,
2: D printed a- appendix? It was it's fantastic. You might that. <laughs> It works exactly
0: the same as an original <laughs> <Yeah>. human appendix. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> so totally worthless. You don't need it. So why bother? Is that what you're It's understand?
0: vestigial. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so then just to summarize very quickly, what you believe is that there's actually nothing that's changed within our, what we call the maker community, but rather simply that San Francisco became unaffordable.
1: I don't know. I really don't know. But when you told me that, that's my first thought, because the expense is becoming a huge thing out here. There, it's the, 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 the division between people who can afford to live here and who can't is getting bigger and bigger almost on a daily basis. People are, people are making... If you make if you make $65,000 in the Bay Area, you're sharing a, a, a apartment with somebody. That's not enough. Yeah. Hmm. It's just not. I, I mean, I'm not trying to talk about any kind of apology. I'm just saying it's the, it's the cost. A lot of tech, a lot of... I just... I was uh, on my way to the hospital driving myself. I'm looking around me stuck in traffic while my appendix is screaming at me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's Teslas everywhere now. In fact... In Hayward, at our Target store, they closed off the parking lot and uh, part of the parking lot. And when they reopened it, and they took down the chain-link fence that has the green screens, they there's like 30 Tesla chargers now in this parking lot. Wow. Hmm. Okay, and yeah. Tesla, even even the affordable Teslas are still not what the average working Joe is going to go out and buy. But that's who's living here now. Tech is taking over. Expense is incredibly high, incredibly high. Hmm.
0: I just read something that said that Vancouver has become more expensive than San Francisco and New York I, I believe it um, but I just want to go back to the point where we talked about the fact that San Francisco is now too expensive for makers but I believe that would be the case for somebody like you Bill who has been to the show two, three, four times but do you think that that means that they're not attracting the first timers because for the first timers I don't think cost would be the same issue. Like you're looking at it going, man. I've already let me, seen right, everything. Let me I've already you, met everybody.
1: Let me let yeah. me ask you this. We we've got yeah. a young man or a young woman in the Midwest, right? And yeah. a town of maybe thirty thousand people. So they got to oh, buy I'm really specific. I'm, well, I'm just saying, somebody who lives in the Midwest, who's from a small town, has got to come up with What's probably fifty yeah. um, Smallville. I don't know, right? <laughs> Super. Where's Superman from? So, um, but they got to come up with yeah. they got to come up with <laughs> a round round trip airfare. They got to get uh-huh. to and from places in the bay area. They've got to eat for probably 3 or 4 days. You're not going to want to just come, you know, you're, you're probably going to be a Friday through Monday type thing. Okay? You've got to get lodging. You've got to do all that stuff. Plus the tickets are 100 150 bucks to to do it for the weekend anyway. So. Okay,
0: but that was it's not like the price went up in four years so dramatically. That's that first timer is knows what the costs are ahead of time. It just sounds like it's not the same draw. It's not as powerful a, a requirement or a need I, to go. I think
1: I think you're mistaken on how much the prices have gone up. Maybe not the tickets to Maker Faire, but the cost of living in the Bay Area over the last five years has Funny, gone. Up. You're
0: going there for two days. How much could hotel possibly be? And flights aren't expensive. Inside uh, again, the
1: US. for you, or, for you or me, I have a good city job, man. Maybe it's not, but what about somebody who's living on forty thousand a year? That's twenty bucks an hour. I can't afford one. to but, go.
0: But the same people <laughs> who went four years ago is the same demographic that go today.
1: What I'm saying is that there are Maybe
0: they've a, exhausted a lot of people that are people in California
1: are, that go to Maker yeah. Faire would probably still go. But San Francisco Maker Faire drew people from all over the country and all over the world. And so there's yes, a lot of you, people so who you think are now we've run saying, out of these people? I think that if they've already been, why or, would you go again? Exactly.
2: I'm saying we've run out of new people to go. Everyone who was going to go has went there's other factors too there's more maker fairs as mini maker fairs and tinier yeah. maker fairs all over the country now so now if you live in Smallville or Krypton and you right. want to go to a maker fair there's going to be one in Bigville much closer to you you know what I mean that you can go to without going to San Francisco and it's okay, not maybe so not the same event big. I, I agree but, uh,
1: so the, it's I think so you it's can, the expense, you can go for a couple hundred think, bucks instead of a thousand but like right. I also said there's nothing really all that new at this big giant maker fair
2: Right. right, they over they oversaturated the market and it hasn't changed. And I, ho- I hope they don't listen to our podcast; they're gonna hate us
1: right now. But hey, they never invited us to go. So. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but the uh, that's
0: their problem, right? But that, the, other... the only person who's ever invited us to go has been Stu, by the way, who said he could get us tickets.
1: I know he always yeah. does.
0: Yeah. he's a he's a mensch. He is. He
1: is. And he's not even associated um, with the fair anymore.
2: No. But anyway, the, uh, um. There's another aspect to it, like I think what what Phil is saying though about like if it's not that first time comer, it's almost like a it's almost like you know a second date, right? And, w- among the makers too, it's like well, you know your first date, you know we we'd go to these events and and meet, and there's like well, you know if it doesn't work out, at least it's a good movie and a good dinner in it, you know. But now it's like mm-hmm. to the point where it's like oh we just go to Tony's house and use a slip and slide, like we don't need to go to we all know each other now, you know, or or we're more I agree comfortable. With that. But I think uh, uh. if it was
1: more affordable, a lot of the people that have been here before that there's nothing new would still come because of the because of the meet and greet aspect of it. But I don't think that's mm. a big enough draw to get people to spend thousands of dollars. I'll tell you what, for me hosting honestly, for me hosting for the weekend and having people come here and taking people to and from the fair to the airport and stuff and just pitching in, taking time off of work, it costs me three to five thousand bucks. You know, when you add everything mm-hmm. up, I mean, it's not cheap.
0: Now it makes sense. Now your bitterness towards you the
1: fair makes a ton of sense. <laughs> well, it's since then, to too.
0: Everybody who stayed at Bill's house, you got to cough up a couple hundy.
1: <laughs> and that Bill will go back point. to the fair the and point, it will stay open. The point was yeah. getting people out here who couldn't afford to be here otherwise. Right. And, right. and yeah. now I think people are saying... It's just like, wow, there's it's still too expensive. Even if they even if they stay at Bill's house, they still gotta cough up money for, for food, for the fair, for anything they want to do, any kind of shopping out here, and every year sure. it's incrementally more money. It's just more So do you money.
0: think there's a better place for them to host yeah. the fair on the West Coast which would revitalize it?
2: Disney, I don't know
1: if it's maybe? that or if it's if it's not something that they just need to do something different because as far as maker fair goes, it's the same thing. You know, and maybe it's like that at the New York Maker Fair or all Maker Fairs, but I know here every year, like I said, I knew wh- I knew what section of this uh, fairgrounds was going to mm-hmm. be this thing and that thing because it's the same every year. It was the same people every year. Again, the same people might have new, better technology, you mm-hmm. know, like the, the Shaper Origin was there one year. Well, the next year it was, you know, 2.0, but it's still it's mm-hmm. the same types of things. Mm-hmm. And um, so I. I. It just—it's really expensive just to go for a hangout to have some beers and barbecue. And
2: well, let, let's uh, let's try to be uh, progressive about this. So if if the maker let's. fair is the thing of the past, um, what's the thing of the future? Is there a place for? Because I mean, really, like what we're talking about is this quote online maker community going IRL, and like these are the events. What's the what's the IRL future for this community? Is it What's IRL? And, period, I don't know what IRL those those
1: means, know. so you're going to have to clue yeah. me in on that.
2: In real life.
1: Oh, in real uh, life. Do you, yeah. What do, Okay, so what do I think would be the logical? I think it's happening. I think, like I said, you're starting to see oh, these Well, maker, maker
2: Central seems like a...
1: That's, you know, but if that's, that's, you couldn't
0: that, make it to San Francisco, you're not making it to Birmingham or whatever. Right, the, but in, you know what?
1: I will go at least once if I have to pay for it on my own. But So that's what I'm
0: saying. The first time, it was worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. The second time, it's not, right? Or whatever the case may be for, mm-hmm. for Maker Faire. So I'm saying they weren't getting the repeat customers they thought they were going to be able to get, and there aren't enough new people to keep it growing. So I think Tim's right in saying that there is a flood more of these things that are happening on a more local level, which is something that right. we're more interested in doing anyway because right. we're reclaimers and we're environmentalists. There are,
2: there are three or four of them in Connecticut alone, and I'm the third smallest state. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah.
1: I, I think when you're willing well, to pay people to come out, you know, it's one thing. But for the for the rest of us, like I'll go I'll pay yeah. to go to Maker Central on my own. If for some reason Triton Tools falls in love with me while I'm there and they say, Bill, for the next five Maker Centrals, it's on us. Well, of course I'll go. Well,
2: it's you know, but job. I'm not
1: gonna yeah. go for Triton Tools, I'm gonna go to go hang out with Jamie and, and and all the people that are out there.
0: You couldn't even name a second person. Nice try. You're trying to fish for Triton tools.
1: I don't even know what a Triton tool... I just learned that Aquaman plays with the Triton. Trident. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was gum. Phil, speak.
0: (laughs) I can't. (laughs) (laughs) It's your turn. (laughs) I am am dumbfounded. (laughs) I found dumb.
1: What I so Phil, what is your idea of the uh, climate change in the maker community?
0: Um, I think it's grown to a point where it's not the same club that it was before. Mm. You know what I mean? like I think like four or five years ago there was a tighter group of it yep and it was more and now it's it's grown to more of a, a dispersion diaspora where there are more people and more people coming up and it can't be that same intimate group anymore, and so it's gotten bigger, and what we're seeing is more tribes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Localized you know, so these tribes. Tribe, yeah, so it's, it is more tribes, and it's going to happen on a more local level, and like, so Maker Central is an example of that tribe, right? So rather than the Europeans coming over to San Francisco, they created their own right. event. Mm. And so that's our tribe. We're doing that there. If it attracts a few Americans and terrific or what, Canadians, whatever it is, right? But at the end of the day, that's their they tribe. Don't they, it. they don't that. want
1: any Canadians I talked to them the other day. They said they're not interested. As in
0: it. it turns out, Europeans love Canadians. And many Americans, when they travel to Europe, wear Canadian flags Canadian. on their backpacks.
2: Yep. That's right. That's how you keep from getting yeah. jacked. Exactly, That's right. but um, was, it, and I, th- I, think, I mean, I think like going to England is is enticing for a lot of people, anyways, from America. Yeah, it's, it's sort of the excuse. It's like the straw. Like, well, you know what? I've always wanted to go see London Tower, or whatever, you know. But now Big Ben, you know. But now, <laughs> it's... no, no, London Tower. <laughs> <laughs> you know the Londonville. Right. I always wanted to go to Londonville. Yeah. <laughs> London. So then it's like, well, here's like, an, here's the excuse to to do it. For yeah? sure. So there's some of yeah. that aspect too. Yeah, I agree. You know, that's that's one, that's you one trip it. over. That's not two. You know, that's, exactly. Yeah. That's my point.
0: So I think that there is more, more tribalism in that and that we sort of carve out our geographic niche. Like I would drive down to Boston again. I would do a New England thing if I was around and we, I could do it. You know what I mean? I'm but
2: right here. You're supposed to come down in March.
0: You're still a seven, eight hour drive. Okay. I'm still figuring out how to do that.
1: No, he'll go to Boston for Jimmy, not Timmy. There's a the difference.
0: First of all, that's really funny.
1: <laughs> a little, well, it's a little bit
0: Second boring. of all, I really did come down just for you guys. Everything else was a gift.
1: Hey, so so what do we think about, here's, here's a change that I've noticed, um, and I'm not that bright, and I'm sitting in the background, and I'm watching very few companies or corporate people that caught on to the ride that is the maker community, even if it's tribal or not. Carolina Shoe. Klingspor, uh Lincoln Electric, some of these people that are really actually involved on Instagram and the social media, being at the events, do you know what I mean? That they caught on early that this is probably a good idea and they're actually parts of the community as opposed to just a sponsor. You know what I mean? Where I was in the store the other day and um, uh, I was in Sears and I'm walking through the shoe, shoe aisle and I'm looking around and I'm like, well, they don't have Carolina Boots here. I, I didn't even... Think for me to go look at it because I'm not going to buy anything but Carolina Boots because that's who we support. It's our community. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How many of these, is there that kind of a climate change? Do you think that more and more of these businesses are going to dip their toe into the maker waters and see if uh, if they can hang on to that? Because that's not going to really cost them anything. You know, they're still going to have whatever customer base they had before, but to buy that loyalty that makers seem to have because we are pretty loyal. Depends.
0: Dep- you know what? I Depends actually, is probably good.
1: I'm getting old. That would be a heck of a sponsor. I would do that.
0: I am going to ignore what you just said. but um, No, I think that would be a great sponsor for this podcast, actually. <laughs> 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 Reclaimed Audio, brought to you by Depends. Adult diapers. Made to hold moisture. But I actually think, um, I'm going to say something controversial. I think less and less companies are participating in the community. Really? And I think some of them got burned. I think you see a company like, for example, XCarve that was given out those machines left, right, and central. Uh, left, right, and center.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Where but are they anymore? Right. There's, no, there's
1: they're still there. They, they just they 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 honed it nearly. in to where yeah, they're they still honed there. In to- I see. I see on my YouTube feed. I see on my Twitter feed. I see on all my feeds. <laughs> XCarve is still there. I still see people talking those, about it.
0: Those so, are the guys who got it two years ago who are still contractually talking about it. I haven't seen Xcar give out a new machine to a new maker and how long well, I
1: don't I don't think they have to now. I think they're a part of the community though, that when somebody wants to start out, that's gonna be definitely something uh, they, they
2: gave out more machines than I think anybody. any other company has yeah. given out. They, I agree. They've paid their due. Like they can they can ride off the investment they made in the yeah. community. But I mean I'm My still seeing is-
1: them be a part of the community. I still see them on Instagram making a post. You know what I mean? And having people Do respond you follow to them? it. I don't follow them, but they pop up on my feed because it's part of the maker community.
0: Meaning, somebody that you follow is Correct. posting something about Instagram about X Carve
1: or X Carve is, is posting stuff, and I see or like sponsored. on YouTube. YouTube yeah. is ads, and ad the ads I am seeing are a lot of the companies that started with the, the maker community.
0: I've never I've never seen it. I think I think Carolina is an anomaly today as far as somebody who's so embedded in the community, and I think it's because some of the community members work at carolina and sort of there was this organic chemistry between them well, and i also think that carolina puts out a product that is affordable to give out right for x, x cars x to x cars give a two thousand thousand dollar machine is a different you know i mean it's yeah. a whole other ball game it's, yeah,
1: easy, but they it's still, easier they to give away a screwdriver you know it's still right. they still dip their toe into the maker community uh, and for somebody like me before i would go spend um you know, five to ten thousand dollars on a shop bot or something. I would look into something cheap like an, an X carve. You know, it's not that cheap. It's not that cheap.
2: Look, uh, com- comparatively, you know, uh, w- with Carolina, they are an ag- an incredible example of what I like to see. You know, in mm-hmm. in the way they interact with, and it really it, it comes to one person. It's the one person that does the marketing there. Uh, mm-hmm. Is is very smart and and very creative, and fortunately, she had the bosses that gave her a budget and let her run with it she' was just like hey let's try this you know she she knew some people in the community there's a guy that you know Graz works there and uh, I yeah. don't think it's a secret anymore and um, you know yeah. and he was and they they were like all right go ahead guys run with it and um, yeah and she turned into something incredible you know yeah they gave her they gave her the leash and but they basically went viral with it right like I mean I can't turn on YouTube boat? now without seeing uh, Caroline and it's and it's a perfect spot because it's not a one-time purchase necessarily. Yeah. It's a you know, consumable. We're like, yeah, you exactly. Exactly. It's a consumable. It's not like an X-Carve. It's not, you know, like you, if, if you're mm-hmm. lucky, you only buy one table saw in your life, you know?
1: They, they uh, need to figure out how to make their soles on my favorite Carolina boot cat pee proof. I've lost two pairs of boots <laughs> to that.
0: Guys at Carolina, if you're listening, yeah. top priority, please. Yeah. Put down whatever you're working on. Yeah, this is... <laughs>
2: This is right once the it once place.
1: it soaks in, it does not go away. You nothing yeah, there, you can do.
2: There, there's the entire zoo cage cleaner demographic of, <laughs> of working class people <laughs> that are cleaning right. out tiger urine that need boots that can handle it.
1: Yep, you're missing the mark, kids. Missing the mark.
2: Missing the mark.
1: Oh, that could be another uh, title. Write that down.
2: It could be another urine <laughs> reference too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think right. I think
0: we should do uh, a topic another time, obviously not today, and talk more in depth about the tribes. Yeah. I think because yeah, because you know, which one do you belong to, and how did you get there, and you know what brought you there versus another tribe. Are they
1: local, or are they genre? Are they like the woodworker tribe, the metalworker tribe, the forger right. tribe?
2: Exactly. Yeah, but, is are, it more is, like is, material specific, or or like? You know, product specific
1: or Geographical I think we belong to all of them But I think you focus more on the one that's closer to what you're doing That's the way I like to look at it
2: Well, well, I could, I mean, mine personally Like everything from like the YouTube videos I'm watching To my subscribers have changed Like it used to be that when I posted guitar videos People were like, hey, how come you're not putting more furniture videos up And now when I put a furniture video up, nobody watches it Because it's not a guitar video It's like there's been a turnover, you know you know yeah. there. it's just change yeah
0: you changed man I changed you changed yep I did you changed I did I like that it used that. to be about the music
1: <laughs> I like change I'm all about change. I love it when things change like you know yeah. your appendix stops working perfect it never
0: started working yeah it never did anything it didn't do anything
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, well I, I can tell you what it does do it hurts like heck when it's mad
2: uh, that's, true. <laughs> that's true that's true Alrighty, Um, we actually got a bunch of reviews, because we didn't didn't have any last week. There's five. I think five, yeah. Five? Uh, Yeah. So we'll we'll just do a couple of them this week, Um, but I want to thank, you know what, it it warms the appendix of my heart. (laughs) It warms the cockles. (laughs) The cockles of my appendix. Um, That last week we didn't have any reviews, and we only mildly complained about it. And we had we can five, play it well, we can play them really pretty loudly, five people stepped up and wrote, I haven't read them yet, so they might be horrible and just berating well, us. I don't one. know yet, but there's one really good one, <laughs> <laughs> but I, right. that,
1: why don't you, uh, Phil, why don't you start off with the really good one?
0: Oh, um, okay. We, can right. I read that order. one?
1: Can I read that one? do them in order because. No, I've
0: never read, I haven't read one in months. <laughs> I want to read that uh, one though. No, forget it. Oh. <clears throat> the author is Shooter Phil. And the title is Concerning Recent Events. Oh. Gentlemen, I'm growing concerned about Mr. Lutz. Those that follow Billiam on Instagram may have noticed that he has had his appendix removed. Now, I know that it is not free nor inexpensive to operate a podcast. However, I do not think that selling Bill's (laughs) organs on the open market is a sustainable business model to fund the show. It is a creative idea. I will admit that for sure though I didn't consider that this might be considered upcycling in its highest form. Anyway, I digress. Moving forward, when Bill is reduced to an empty husk, (laughs) rest assured that myself and others will continue to support the show here and on Patreon. If slash when Bill becomes unable to continue to co-host the show, please let me know when auditions will be held. As my name is Phil, think of how marketable the show will be with two Phil's on it. Carry on and give Bill my best. Best regards, Phil Patrick.
1: So a guy with two first names with the name we already have wants to wants once my job. I don't th- I don't like that review. I'll read the other one.
2: He also has What's the same ini- husk. He also what? has the same initials as you. That's right. So.
1: Oh, Phil Patrick, Phil Pinsky. Why don't BP? you guys just get your own podcast? Call it the Pinsky Podcast, the Pinsky Patrick Podcast, the
0: Pinsky Patrick Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that there is a ring to that. Yeah, it's smooth. <laughs> ring a ding ding. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So I, I'd like to read one titled Yup by Lee Welding 2014 okay. it says I've been listening to all the episodes in reverse order and I have a quote from Phil I want to share Here it is Mad cow disease comes from cows that are mad because they can't eat burgers That is a quote to live by Thanks for the awesome podcast and keep on <laughs> keeping on
0: I don't remember saying that <laughs> um, but I guess I'm, he's quoting me I must have said it I'm sure you did
1: so, thank. You. I mean, it
0: sounds like me.
1: Thank yeah. you, uh, shooter Phil and uh, Lee Welding. Tim, you want to read one, and then we'll save two for next week.
2: Is it back? Um. Okay, I'm gonna read the 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 one the first one that came in. So this is from uh, Johnny Gill. Five stars, of course. That's why we're reading it. titled Good Times. Uh, this trio is good for three chuckles, two hums, and a belly laugh per episode. You know what? That's a pretty accurate and a partridge in a pear tree. It, it's a pretty accurate... I mean, I, I think that at least twice one of us says something intelligent. So that's the hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. We say a mm-hmm. bunch of mildly humorous things, but there's always one good belly laugh episodes yeah. so I, I like that I challenge you to find a better woodworking podcast oh I, I'm sure I could do that <laughs> oh, Keep oh, going. Wait, but Keep there's going. more starring two guitar makers and a Canadian oh we definitely are the best woodworking podcast with <laughs> two guitar players or makers and a Canadian. run away yeah, run away hands down and it's
1: he perfect. and it's he enough. and he ends it with
2: uh, oh one out of one listeners found this review helpful <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that that's something he wrote yeah, that I know. Someone
1: clicked it is helpful. Yeah. Oh, great! One of our listeners found that helpful. That's awesome.
0: Is that the first time someone's found one of our listeners'
2: reviews I, helpful? It's the first time I've seen that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe we oh, wait, need no, to start pushing one. that button. There's
2: a, there's a couple others. Yeah.
1: We, we wow. can get it up to like three if we all three do it.
2: I don't know how. Yes. Oh, there it is. The yes. Okay. Um, I'll do a I'll do a tip, uh, the tip thing this week. Do it. Uh, I I thought I would do a quick some of these might be pretty well known but maybe not to everybody I thought I'd do a quick little um paintbrush roundup uh, painting tips and and staining and whatnot so um one is if you're using a a roller you know like I mean if you know we're talking like furniture might be using the little six inch rollers and the four inch rollers um when you're done with it take it off the roller just leave it in the can and it's just, it'll, it'll, you, I've had, I have a, I have a five gallon bucket of paint that I'd just gotten somewhere that I have the bigger roller in and I've mm-hmm. used that roller. It's just, it's the paint that I use to paint my walls every time I want to paint a wall in my shop or something. And I've used it maybe 10 times over the past two or three years and it's always mm-hmm. fine. So you just leave that in the paint. So there's one instead of like That's washing them and stuff. Sometimes you could like wrap them in aluminum foil and then, and stuff like that. But if you can fit it in the can, will just leave it in the can. That's all. Um, Another one I had was uh, when you are wearing rubber gloves and you're using like a rag or some little, you know, something to stain something. The trick I like to do is, and this is pretty, a pretty common one, is that you, you hang on to the dirty rag that has the finish on it. And you pull the glove off over the rag and, and then you can keep the rag in the glove. But you can also do that with your brush. If you're going to use the brush again, say you're doing shellac and you're going to do 10 coats in a day. So you put the, the wet end of the brush in your hands and you pull the glove over it so it's inside out over the glove and just throw a little piece of tape on it. And now you can... That brush will last for sometimes weeks if you uh, do it good. I've, I've had one that I used to do with yeah, Lindsay. it stays
1: oil. airtight, absolutely.
2: Yeah, if you tape it up, it'll... And, and another trick to, to help is um, take whatever, whatever you clean the product with like so if it's water-based paint you use water if it's you know shellac you use alcohol and you put some of that on a piece of paper towel or on a rag wrap that around the brush put your hand over it with the glove and then pull the glove inside out over the brush and then put a little piece of tape on it and that will help keep it moist in there too so it'll uh it'll last hmm. even longer does that make sense can you visualize that yeah, yep. yeah for, well i yeah. do it so i know what you mean yep. yeah okay yeah. Um speaking of rubber gloves, like you know, sometimes you, you you put some stuff on, you've only worn the glove for like 5 minutes, and you don't want to throw it out. Do you know the trick where you blow into it? Yeah. Yeah, you can blow into it and blow it right off your hand and then use that glove. I've had gloves last me weeks doing that. Oh, um, definitely, I do that. Yeah, Not ain't cheap? Yeah. Yeah, they're not. They're not. I buy the cheap ones and they're still not cheap. And I should probably start buying the mechanics ones because they probably last even longer, like the thicker ones. The you 5 know?
0: mil. I like the 3 mil cuz you get better tactility. You get better feeling in your hands with them.
2: Yeah, yeah. The five
0: mil are thicker and, like, it just feels like you're wearing, like, dishwashing gloves. Yeah, yeah, you lose
2: the dexterity a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my last one was, you know, the little foam brushes that, I mean, I have a bunch of them, I guess, but these are the ones I thought were good for this. Um, you know, little foam brushes you get? They're usually, like, about 30 cents each or whatever. That yeah. foam is the same. I've gotten that foam in, in boxes of as packing material before. Um, pieces hmm. of it that are like 8 inches by 5 inches or whatever, like these squares of it. There's a couple, I mean, there's a million different types of foam, but you feel it, and it feels exactly like the foam brush, because it is exactly like the foam brush. So I save those pieces, and I just cut little squares. And what I used to do was use a clothespin and just put a clothespin on it and then dip it in and that's and tip that, of like, the a, day
1: right there that's that's, tip that's of the, the day. tip
2: the, you, everything else works. everything else this i knew
1: about it. i'm like this ain't nothing yeah. new that right there that's a tim well, sway that's a hot tip.
2: tips i, tip, I had, I had you're a so tipman right there i used to do that where i but i don't even bother with that anymore because like the clothespin would like it would get loose and floppy in there and stuff so now i just use my fingers i just i have a rubber glove on I just dip. Yeah. I just dip my hand right into the can, and I and I use do this. Do you even I make clothespins I they probably at the dollar store. You get them at the Dollar General for really? a ten dollars. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I just cut a little square off, like because you know I do a lot of small things, now, like guitars. So I'll put a little finish on a fingerboard, so I, mean, I just cut a little square off, like a one inch by one inch square, and just dip, dip it right in the shellac or whatever, wipe it on, throw it away.
1: Well done. Especially well done. for an
2: oil-based or an alcohol-based finish. So you don't want to clean. That's genius.
1: Yeah. because yeah. I, I, I basically
2: never want to clean a brush. I, I mean, water-based, sure. Like, I take... Oh, well, my, my paintbrushes that I use a latex paint or water-based paint on, I just take them and I just throw them in a bucket of water. And I just right. leave them there for a couple hours and pull them out and they're clean. You don't even have to bother washing them. You just leave them in there. But, like, I don't <laughs> want to have buckets of alcohol laying around. And I don't want to have yeah. buckets of, you know, like turpentine or all that stuff. I don't want to use that stuff. So I, I try not to – anything I can do to not have to clean that brush. So I do these little tricks where I, like, you know, just save it in the glove and throw it away after a week of use, you know. And you don't want to throw it out one day of use, you know. So that's kind of the, the philosophy there. Genius. Nice. I love it. I love oh, it. yeah. And s- socks. Socks, of course, because you put them right over your hands for w- putting wax on and stuff. You wear it like a glove. I keep a, I keep a sock in my paste. You're wax. alone in
1: the shop all day. You're, you're <laughs> going to talk to somebody? You're, Hello, Mr. My socks. Socks. me socks.
2: No, not my socks but hey, Tim. Uh, but um... you sure are handsome today. <laughs> Are you
1: making another guitar?
2: Uh, but no, so I keep, I, I did have one in a video years ago. I drew a face on one. But so I, I always keep a sock in, like the paste wax or whatever. And I just, I just leave it right in the can. I pull it out. I stick my hand right inside it. and. I,
1: I have a can of paste wax. The, the Johnsons is one of my favorites. Um, I've got the same rag in there for the last six years that I've had that, I think. Yeah, like, sure.
2: Yeah. 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 Last forever in the can.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: But you can only fit the sock in once you've used the wax a little bit first,
2: because you've dug this, out a cavity for it. There's there's this a gap is true. though. You yeah, can get in there true. pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. They don't they don't fill it up like they used to. <laughs> All right, Grandpa, why don't you tell us what grabbed your attention this week? Uh while I'm yapping. Um, while I've, you're yapping. Uh I, I watched a video, I don't know how I found it, but it just came up I don't remember the guy's channel. I should I should probably find it and leave a link or whatever. But um uh, the Predator 212 engine—it's like the the Harbor Freight engine, I think, it's like the little like six-cylinder or six-horsepower, hundred-dollar okay. hundred-dollar gas engine you can kind of buy the build your own go-karts or whatever. Some some kid some kid put one in a um, in a in a Dodge 4x4 pickup truck, like an old 80s like uh, small body, <laughs> and he had he stripped the, the entire. Dakota? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a Dakota. Pre-Dakota, the D50. I used to have one. It was oh, the, the D- D50. It
1: was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like made a- by
2: Mitsubishi, but or whatever yeah. but um so yeah he, he stripped everything out of this truck had a, the bed off of it just like a flat like plywood bed on it and he put this this six, six and a half, horse. Horse, half horsepower engine he had to rig them and he's showing how he, he, he welded it in there and he did it all like old school he's like he's like well it was a little tough getting the sprocket to hook up to the transmission right you know it was like but yeah, you know, I just kept jiggling around with it until I got to what seemed to be pretty much straight enough, and you know, and, and he got the, he's got the manual choke on the dash, and it's you know he's not on the road with it, but he just he's he puts it in four wheel drive, it's five speed, he driving around. it around, goes about ten. Miles. thinking
1: finally somebody I can drag race. <laughs>
2: I know, like I can beat that guy in a race, but uh, I just it cracked me up that he had that that truck and he just he was just driving around a field with it, and That's it was cool. six horsepower engine.
1: That's cool. Wow.
2: I just I just loved it. I thought it was hilarious.
1: That's nuts. What about you, Bill? I am excited about this. So um, somebody messaged me, um, and the name of his channel, he's also on Instagram, you'll know, is it G Customs, and he's a young man. I think it's Gustav. Mm. He's from Sweden. And um, anyway, he made a, I, I looked at his channel. He's got less than a 1,000 subscribers. So everybody go check out his channel. There's a link. Subscribe to the guy. Let's, that's old school. That's how we used to do. But anyway, this latest video, he made a cigar box guitar for his brother. And he said, hey, Bill, this was inspired by you, which just about made me cry. That might be because I'm on drugs, but it was very touching. Um, he made this. So he shows the video of how he made the guitar, uh, which is really cool. But the entire soundtrack of the video while he's making it is his brother actually playing that cigar box guitar. And it's really good. It's really, wow. really good. So, brother, thank you so much. Um. I don't know what to say when people say that kind of stuff. You know, you inspired me to do something. It's, that's pretty incredible. But it's a really good video. Really neat uh, cigar box guitar. And uh, done for his brother. Check it out. He, he's made other things like Cutting Board and Edison Light. And, um, you know, I mean, other good videos too. But that one especially is his latest one. So thank you, Gustav. And uh, happy Sweden Day or whatever it is you all do out there.
2: Yeah, it's Sweden Day. Sweden Day, yeah, it's that's a that's what holiday. they
0: do in Sweden. Yeah, they, have, they have days.
1: They have days, they have days.
0: Yeah. not just nights. Yeah. Um. What is going on with Game of Thrones this season?
1: You know, okay, I want to talk about that before you go. Pile of garbage this year. This is what yeah. I want to say. You know what? This this millennial entitled. You watch a TV show and then it doesn't go the way you want, and they have a they they went on. Uh, what is it? org or whatever and gotten a bunch of people. We want to write a different ending. How can you do that? How well, it's do, not what over. It's not an ab-
0: ending. The point is is that we've invested so much in this show from a listener base, and it's, and it's a pay to, to watch show. And they've deviated from the books, and they rushed the heck out of this thing. The actors wanted to go on longer. HBO wants it to go I, on longer. I don't.
1: I don't believe and that. And these two I showrunners won
0: out, so they crippled the show.
1: I don't believe that. I think this is now. Uh, we live in a How time many now where people How many have, have you watched? everything but the last season.
0: Everything but so this season, right? Watch it, and then tell me if you feel differently.
1: But I won't. See, this is what I won't do. If I watch a show and it's disappointing, I'll be, oh, man, I won't watch it again. Battlestar Galactica, I've watched that entire series, the new one, probably five times because it was yeah, good. Yeah, awesome. Right? Yeah. So this yeah. one, if it's that bad, I'm not going to complain and start up a whole community of complainers and whiners.
0: We are commiserating. And I'm not a whiner. I'm a high-frequency talker.
1: <laughs> and what about what about w- the... So this, I would watch Galactica this, again. So yeah. there was, how many people that didn't like it? And I heard there was a couple hundred thousand people who got together and signed a position, everybody, right? Everybody
0: is, there's nobody who's like, oh, this is great. It's no, it's
1: because everybody that really enjoyed it doesn't bother spending time. They don't have to prove anything to anybody. So I, think the I know millions people IRL. Millions people. We
0: all talk about it. Like Worldwide
1: who love the show compared to the few whiners that are trying to get something together because they have, they have technology now. That's not I what you use technology for. Technology is yeah. So technology is supposed your, to be used for what we you're do being mean to right now. bring people up, yeah. not bring them down. That's all I'm saying. So go ahead, Phil. What was what was you talking about? Uh you got your attention? I was
2: talking about you re-upping your next dose. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> there's there's Never no mind, Forget it. I haven't I haven't watched a single episode ever, so I don't know I, anything about the show, but there's no way the show could live up to the hype of this eighth season they've been hyping it for 6 months. Of course it's a disappointment. It's like Christmas it's morning. Like that. They jammed two seasons in Hanukkah six morning. episodes. Do
0: you remember? Do you remember Enterprise? They they took uh, that fourth season and it was supposed yeah. to be yeah to go into five seasons, but and they, instead they, they, they rushed the heck up. out of it, and you were like, yeah. "What the hell
2: is this?" Yeah, so it's you know happened before,
1: and <laughs> everybody lived. I just
2: yeah I've seen I've seen, Anyways, I've seen that happen a lot of times with shows where it's all of a sudden like oh, they're gonna wrap it up like that like they just shot the guy in the head and now it's over like this guy's been this evil dude for 96 episodes and it just ends with a shot like you know exactly just, it's TV man Look, get over
1: it've I've been I've been, on my, I've been on my recovery chair trying to watch YouTube videos and all I see are YouTube videos of people giving their opinions about how bad Game of Thrones endings is gonna suck. And has first of all the last episode hasn't even played yet and they're already yeah. saying how bad it sucks.
0: Well, there's 82 minutes left, and so likely it's not going to be great. Uh, okay, anyways, my kid's crying, so we're going to wrap this up. Uh, our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinski. Check out ironandsoul.com, williamlutz.com, timsway.net, newperspectivesmusic.com, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you uh, by email, info at com, or hit us up on Twitter. On uh, iTunes, leave us them five-star reviews. We love them. We read them. Make sure they're five stars. Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. The absolute best way to keep these guys on the air. Thank you. Good night. I love you. See you next week.
1: Bye, everybody. Be good. Or watch Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah. And complain about it.